Hey y'all, welcome or welcome back to Flourish with Khalil. Today we're taking a break from interviewing people and we're talking about community. My first idea was to talk about the importance of saying no and I just, it didn't feel right. And so I asked God and I feel like he said community, so that's what I'm going to be talking about, community. And let me be hot for a second. Capital H-O-T, honest, open, transparent, for a moment, let me do that for a moment, I had an interview lined up to go out the day you're hearing this, which is Saturday, and I was trying out a new method of recording the interview, like, getting on, like, a Google Meet, and then just, like, screen recording the Google Meet, which, um, spoiler alert, did not work, and I should have totally tested it before, I did that, don't know why I didn't, but it didn't record her answers, it just recorded my questions, which we all know her voice is so much more important than mine, especially in, like, an interview, you, I can, like, put in my questions somewhere later, you know? So, I mean, we've rescheduled, so watch out for Saturday the 27th, where my interview with her will hopefully, fingers crossed, be out, and so, yeah, let's get on to this this episode of Community. I'm ready. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome. Welcome back. If you skipped the intro, we're talking about community. If you didn't read the title, we're talking about community. I am slightly tired. I was up last night eating bacon cheese fries with my parents and watching Golden Girls, which is amazing. I love Golden Girls, and I don't know why someone didn't introduce it to me when I was younger. I mean, I'm still young, but, you know, still, like, I love Golden Girls. It's a good little laugh. You need a laugh, go watch some Golden Girls. It's amazing. Today, at first, I was going to talk about the importance of saying no. I actually just recorded the intro, and I don't remember if I included that in the intro, but I was going to do the importance of saying no. And it just, it didn't feel right. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. This is on my list of things to do. I'll make a couple notes, um, I mean, points for it, and boom, bada, bang, we'll have another episode up. But I was like, this just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. And so I asked God, like, what, what do you want me to do? What am I going to do? And he said, community, which is perfect because I did a community. Oh, my cat. You probably just heard that. He was on. I'm in I'm, I'm improvement, improvement. I am in my mom's office recording, which I will probably be in her office recording from now on. And I think that I could get my brothers to quiet down because they um, have now realized how important this podcast is to me. It's not just like a hobby. It's something that I love to do. And anyway, that was my explanation for, I'm in the office, the cat, my cat just jumped off the table, so you probably heard him, he makes this little noise when he is jumping on or off of something. Anyway, it's perfect that I'm doing the community because I did this huge community study back in February 17th, 2020, which actually isn't that long ago, it just seems like a long ago, because we've had so much happen, and this study took months like I am talking not just one month it took several months because 
I would like take a break from doing it or like I don't really want to do it today and so like I didn't do it and that so it dragged out for like months and months and months and months and there were days where I like was stuck and I was like where is this going and then there were other days where I discovered something beautiful and made connections and I was like why haven't I been doing this and I promised myself I would do it every single day did I follow through with my promise no I did not so that's what I'm going to be talking about today, and I am actually really excited for it, even though I do sound a little tired, because I, I am, I am a little tired, and which is kind of weird, because I was like super excited, like, yeah, I'm going to do this episode, and then I was, <laughs> I started recording, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I feel a little tired, which is not something I like to admit often, because tired equals naps, and I don't like naps, because I have some serious FOMO and kind of because I've been rambling for three minutes which is fine because I'm gonna like today's gonna be a little different because I have already done complete community study I'm going to like read off of what I've written and then like talk about it maybe go on a few bunny trails like but still connect to community and I'm also going to be reading a poem that I found this morning which I will read and then talk about why I think it's so perfect in community and or a good representation of community and what it is with like community with God like it's 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 amazing poem so I can't read to read it but anyway every idea that I had besides the importance of saying well even the importance of saying no actually was kind of like a sprout from what I talked about with the person I interviewed which was the episode that was supposed to go out today, but didn't. I'm kind of, like, not saying her name because I want it to be a surprise. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know if I want to say her name or not. Maybe I will. I feel kind of like, okay, I'm just going to say her name. I interviewed Tara Jackson, and, yeah, there were some malfunctions. And we're going to do it again, so expect her on the 27th. But it was amazing, and everything she said I loved. It was so full of knowledge and wisdom and beauty, and it was Oh, it was amazing. I wish that I could have it out today, but I can't, sadly. But every single thing besides this community was sprouting from what we talked about, and I am okay with talking about those things, but I want to save it for the episode with her because I know that something like that will be coming. So that's why like, I, I'm refraining from talking about um, what we will be talking about, I feel, I feel, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna tell you her name, you know it's Tara Jackson, look her up, but I'm now gonna refrain from what we talked about, and think I'm, I think I'm using that word right, let's hope I am, anyway, let's get into this poem, it's by Christina Mann, I think that's how you say her last name, it's spelled M-A-N-N, which sounds like man, but I, I could be saying it wrong, correct me in your head, even though I can't hear you if I am. And this poem is called Carry Me. So I'm going to read it and if I mess up, that's that's okay. You can you can be fine with that. So here we go. You carry me. I make my move but you hold me. Direct my motion, you lead me. Taking me taking me where you want to go. You show me. I am involved, so I am active. But I'm being carried in action. Not in my own strength but in your affection and love I am energized as I move and do, but in union. Not separate or in isolation, but communion. 
I partner with you in progression. You can do everything, but you let me make decisions and be involved, yet you hold me tight enough and securely to assure me not to restrict or control, but to allow me to partner with you in the journey of learning my purpose and my reason. You teach me because you teach me because every road is different, never the same, familiar but untamed, wild in its nature, a new landscape. You ask me to take ground, to expand, to make plans, conquer lands, take down giants with the stones in my hands, train and learn and do work and do and work. But through it, you carry me, somehow taking into account my success, my successes and my failures, but still working it out in my favor. The moments I hit the bottom are not the moments you forget and drop me. You don't ever let go. To be rescued is to be removed, but to be carried is to remain through, knowing you, holding all things together. I know you save and rescue, but not at the expense of me receiving the revelation that I that, that you never leave. How could I ever think that you would? But I have found myself lost in moments, couldn't feel you, felt you were distant, couldn't hear you, focusing on circumstances and questions. Not able to comprehend the situation, my eyes removed from you, the removed, removed you from the vision. Forgetting I was in the hold of my shepherd. Even through the valley, you said you would leave me, lead me that you would bring me through, go before me, make a feast in peace, because you see me. You make my enemies watch while you bless me. You make them fear as I re release. You make them fear as I release. My glorious destiny is based on you, but also in my believing That's in that it's in participation that this earth will be filled with glory that you pursue and go before me every moment you hold me, every moment you carry me. I mean, I know I kind of messed up a little bit because this is my first time reading it out loud, but isn't that beautiful? I think that this is an amazing representation of a community with God. And my favorite part is the moments I hit the bottom are not the moments you forget and drop me. You don't ever let go. That is so powerful to realize that God is not going to drop us because we didn't obey him or we did something wrong or we hurt someone's feelings. He's not going to drop us because he loves us and he's going to hold on to us. And whatever it takes to keep us in his arms, he will do. And I think it's a a beautiful, I don't want to say perfect, I think it's a beautiful representation of my relationship with God and how I view my relationship with God. I view my relationship with God as a friendship, not as a religion. A religion is a set of, to me, a religion is a set of rules that says I can do this and I can't do that, and if I don't do this perfectly, I will never be loved by my Savior, which I don't think is true at all all i think that yes we should obey god yes we should listen to what he has to say but he's not going to forsake us when we don't and he takes into account our wants and our needs and our desires like he takes that into account and he lets us make plans with us he lets us in on the on, on the scoop he lets us plan with him he lets us walk with him he invites us to walk on our waters with him he wants us with him keyword with him him 
he doesn't want us to just figure it out on our own. He doesn't want us to just sit there and look at him. He wants us to be in the action with him and make moves, make plans, make decisions, work, do, and, like, listen, you know? And I think of it as a friend. Like, a friend, like, you have, maybe you have boundaries with with friends. You have certain rules or certain things that you do with friends, but friends still let you in into their lives, let you in on the scoop. And I think that, you know, I view God as my best friend, one of my best friends. And I think that it's so beautiful that I, and everyone, everyone has access to God. It's not just me. Everyone has access to Him and to Him letting us into the plan. And I really do believe that He takes into account our wants and our needs and our desires. He doesn't just like be like, eh, be like, this is, this is what you get. Don't throw a fit. Like, yes, be thankful for what we get. Yes, be grateful for what we've been given. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're human and like, we still want things. And He takes that into account. And I just, I love it. It's such an amazing poem, and I have it saved in my quotes, folders, and notes. And notes is, hmm, I love notes and reminders because it helps me not to forget. But yes, I I wanted to open up that poem because I think it's a beautiful representation of a community, a community that's not isolating its members, that's not saying you can't do this, you can't be a part of this because of this, this, and this, and you've done this, this, and that, and or maybe you look like this, this, and this, so you can't help us take action I think that like I like that this poem's not saying that because that's not what community looks like community is something that is inviting and warm and accepts everyone and lets everyone in on the scoop no matter who who they are what they've done where they've been what they look like and I think that's what what God does like he wants us no matter what no matter what we've done he wants us in the community, and he wants us with him, and the fact that he never lets go, no matter what we do, is just, I am struck in awe that he won't let go, even if I have done the most terrible things that I could possibly think of, he's like, I'm still not going to let go of you, because I know who you are, and you are mine, and I made you, and you are beautiful, and you are so loved by me, and I want you in my community, anyway, I just thought I'd read that for opening, into like a beautiful poem of what I think is a beautiful representation of community. So now I'm gonna go into my Bible app where I have posted my community study and read off of it. And I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. I love to study words and I love words. I love looking them up and seeing what they truly mean. And, like, if they've differed from what they used to mean, like, the word acquainted used to mean knowing someone intimately, and now it means, like, barely knowing someone. Isn't that crazy? I did another study on acquainted, which is very exciting. Maybe I'll share that one day. But here we go. I'm reading off this. Some of this in the beginning I've already kind of repeated, but it's okay. So, here we go. On February 17th, 2020... I decided to find out what community really means from a Christian perspective. And let me pause right there. Even if you are not a Christian, I think that you can still get something away from this. Again, this podcast is a platform and it's open to everybody. And I think that even if you don't have the same views that I do, I do think that this is what, like, you can still get something out of this. So just, just, just a reminder. 
the study took a very long time, but it was a long time that was so, 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 so worth it, you guys. Like, it was a very good time. And, you know, there were days where I didn't want to sit down and, and study. Like, I, I'm, I'm human. Like, I don't want to study every single day. Yes, I know. I know. But there were days where I made connections. And, I, and like I said, that was when I was like, why am I not sitting down and studying every single day? And before I knew it, like, the pieces of the puzzle of what community was was falling into place. And I think it's so beautiful how the Lord just took me on this journey where it's like, yeah, community, it's a group of people. I know what it is. And he was like, yes, but go deeper. And actually, it was kind of what happened in this study. So I started the study by looking up the word community. And it's, I mean, that's something that I do when I study words is Look the word up. You have no idea how much you can get from the word just by looking it up. Like, that can be, like, that is a huge key. Like, if you don't have the words to put it in your own words, or even if you do, look it up. Like, it's just, it's so helpful. And the fact that I looked it up comes into play later. And the two sources that I go to is Google. I mean, why not? It's at my expense. I should go to it. And Merriam-Webster. And sometimes, the reason why I have two is because sometimes I like one definition better than the other. It's just the wordage is, mm, fits more of what I, it just, it tickles my, my fancy. I think is, think is the right word. I like it better. And the Google definition of community is a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Community can often be seen as a brotherhood or a sisterhood. And then my next step in breaking down this word was to find its roots and split it in half and find out what made this word this word, which community is pretty pretty easy to split in half because it's common and unity. Like that was that was easy. It's not like some word like peace like I have to break peace in half what does peace mean um and according to google the word unity means the state of being united or joined as whole and since this is a uh, quote-unquote christian perspective of community I do have lots of verses in here and Philippians 2, 2, and the passing translation says, so I'm asked, oh, this is for unity, by the way. Um, in my continued search of what unity means, I came to Philippians 2, 2, the passion translation, which says, so I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love, walking together with one harmonious purpose, and you will f- fill and you will fill my heart with unbound joy and I think that we are all our individual people yes but I think that I do like this that a community like is full of people who are like-minded and yes they have their own attributes and their own their own ways of living but they can agree to work towards this thing and some other good verses for unity that I found were um Psalms 55 14 Romans 15.5 and John 17.23 and all of those are in the Passion Translation. So next we're moving on to what 
common means, and this is a Merriam-Webster definition, um, common means belonging to or shared by two or more individuals of things or by all members of a group. Sorry, I had a brain fart. And then I also, again, looked up what the Bible says about common. And this is 1 Corinthians one ten in the Passion Translation. And it says, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of Lord Jesus Christ, to agree to live in unity with one another and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart, be restored as one united body living perfectly, living in perfect harmony from consistent choreography among yourselves having a common perspective with shared values which sounds similar to philippians 2 2 and i like this also has insight on unity and after looking all the words up i felt like yes i've defined community this is what this is and i was like this was really easy and this didn't take this long like this first part like it's pretty easy. I think I did it in maybe um, a couple days, maybe maybe a week. I don't know. But I feel like it was defined, but then I felt an urge to go deeper. So I did. I went deeper. And so my next question was, what does community really look like? To aid me in searching that question, I decided it would be a good idea to find a devotional called Created for Community and is on the Bible app. I encourage you to check it out. It is really good. Um, and like I said, it was really good. It talks about how God lifts us up. Um, Jesus chose separation so we could have a community. We have community by trusting him. And it also talked about loneliness, but it just, it didn't tickle my fancy. It was not something that I was looking for. And I wanted more of a visual is the best way I could describe my longing and that this did not feel my need of searching for community. And I was like, like I said, it was a good devotional, but that was not it. And so then I came up with this visual and one of the ways that you can view community, and this is a very personal way to view community because it differs from every single person and you will see why in a second. So you can view community as a circle. Your inner circle being the smallest, most innermost circle and this is to people who have the most influence in your life and who, like, help you make decisions that have the most access to your heart. And then maybe the family circle's next, and then the friends circle, and then maybe lastly it's the people you see every day circle. And as I said, this idea... Oh, I'm sorry, it's my doggy. Scout, get out. You have to lay down. We can hear your paws clicking. Can you lay down? Okay, goodbye. But as I was saying before, this idea is not very reliable because community looks different for every single person. Instead of your family circle being after the inner circle, it could be the friend circle. And, you know, the possibilities are endless. Maybe the people you see every single day are your inner circle. And since... This visual was not reliable. I was stuck and I had no idea where to go or how to define community. I was like, well, it h- how? Like, I was stuck on, like, my word search was not very fulfilling. I felt the need to go deeper and this is not reliable. Where do I go? And this is why it took me. 
notes to do because I was stuck. And every, like, one day I was just reviewing my notes, like, just, oh, my word, you can hear my dog again. Okay, if you hear pause clicking, please excuse it. It's my dog. He's restless and anxious and doesn't know what to do, so he's walking. So, um, please, please ignore. But one day I was just reviewing my notes that I had taken, trying to find something that would complete the puzzle. And I was, as I was looking at Merriam-Webster's definition for common, something caught my eye. The word belonging. And if you remember, the Merriam-Webster definition says common is a belonging to or shared by two or more individuals or things or by all members of a group. That was the key! The word belonging! And I felt, I was in awe. I was like, yes! I figured it out. And so, we as humans constantly wonder where we belong. Don't say you don't. You wonder where you belong, whether that's conscious wondering or an unconscious wondering. We naturally want to fit in to somewhere. We wonder which group of people should we give most access to our lives. We go where we feel we belong to fill the quote-unquote hole inside of ourselves. We stuff ourselves in the center of a community we think we need because we crave to fill the hole inside of us. And what is the hole, you might ask? Well, let me tell you, when Adam and Eve, this is again what I believe this is, um, this is what I read in my Bible, um, this is what I believe, again, so when Adam and Eve sinned, all of humanity was automatically stripped from their perfect community with God because sin came in, and the, in Genesis 1, Wait, no, Genesis 3, 1 through 13, ESV explains how we got this hole, and it reads, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast in the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of the tree, eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit from the tree that is in the midst of the garden, or the middle, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, surely you will not die. Which, I think that the death part meant that, like, again, like, stripping the community, and, like, the community, the perfect community would die. Um, it can, can, can continued, to says, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the woman, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she also gave them to her husband who also ate and was with her. Then both their eyes were open, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. Okay, sorry, I just, I got, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man said to his 
The man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden, and he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said to the woman, The man the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Ever, And that is that is the end. It continues to go on. Um, I just quoted the part that I thought um, fit um, how we got this hole. And ever since that fall, people have been born with this gaping hole inside of them. And in other words, more words, people feel that they have something missing. They spend their lives trying to fill that hole that cannot be satisfied without God. Without God, we spend our lives hoping that there is something out there that will give us a sense of belonging. When we don't have God, we turn to the world to fill our hole, and the world gives us lies. The world gives us things like lies, sex, money, drugs, and other things that we'll never be satisfied with. And not saying that things like money and sex are bad, but I think that because we've been born with this hole, we 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 crave to fill it, and so we turn to everything when in reality all we do, all we have to do is turn to God and that hole will be automatically filled. And then you can turn to other things in your life, like whether that's discovering yourself, getting a job, whatever. I just, that's, again, just my opinion. And um, it just locked me out of the app. So now I have to find where I was. Okay, so let me connect community and belonging in simpler terms. Belonging means to have a close a close, intimate relationship, which is Merriam-Webster's definition. And a synonym for belonging is affinity. And affinity means an attraction to or liking for something, which is also Merriam-Webster's de- definition. And then Philippians 2.5 uh, NIV says, In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So, we can replace unity and community with affinity so it becomes common affinity which explains exactly what community is which i will i will i will explain if you didn't if you didn't catch on we crave to fill the hole inside of us because we crave to have intimacy with god which that intimacy was stripped when adam and eve sinned that is what the hole is yes we have other holes inside of ourselves but this is one of the holes that i am talking about and that is why we aren't satisfied with anything the world gives us because it is not of God. So that is why when you are trying to fill that hole, I'm very, very sorry for that. Anyway, so that's why because we were stripped of our perfect community with God, we have that hole in us. So things from the world cannot and things from other people cannot fill that hole in us because only God can because God was what was taken from that hole in the first place. You can't fill a hole with something that wasn't meant to be in there. And essentially, a community leads back to God. We are called to bring others into God's community. And 
you know, Mark 1, 28, the Passion Translation says, so the reports of Jesus spread like wildfire through every community in the um, region of Galilee. And that, that was my community study, that it leads back to belonging, and we feel that we need to belong, and we feel that we need to fill this hole that God was in that was stripped from us, and how you can fill that hole is accept God in your life. I'm not saying that you need to do that. I'm not saying that my way is the right way and that you absolutely positively have to listen to what I'm saying. I'm just saying, hear me out. This is my perspective. This is how I view it. And I'm really sorry that my dog is barking. I cannot control him. He is, my brothers came home, so he's being very loud right now. And I would yell at him to be quiet, but that would just be worse. You would hear me yelling, and it's not its not fun hearing me yelling. Anyway, as I said, this is my perspective of what community is. And maybe go back and listen to it so you can hear it again. Um, just I feel like because I said, like, a lot of things. So going back, I don't know, might be helpful. And so, yes, this is my, this is my, this is how... I view community and something else um, that and oh, something else that I came up with this study, which I think is so timely that it didn't come out when it did, is because I was able to add something else onto what community means, which is that every single human has a natural reaction to an outcome, which is something that I've learned through COVID-19, through quarantine. I guess this kind of gives you a glimpse of how much delayed this study has been. And, you know, sometimes one doesn't even realize that they feel the way they do because their body is is reacting to respond in response to a situation. Let me say that again because it's kind of messed up. Sometimes one doesn't even realize that they feel the way that they do because their body is reacting in response to a situation. Because, again, we all have natural reactions. Like, some reactions we don't know that we have and others that we do. Like, for example, if someone is yelling at you, you might start crying. That's a reaction that you know of, but there may be other reactions that you don't know of such as grieving a loss you didn't know that you were grieving which is kind of what we get into here and when a person loses their sense of community no matter what you believe no matter if you agree with me or not when someone loses their sense of community they go through the stages of grief if you want a better understanding of what grief is. Listen to Bernays Brown episode. She interviews um, someone on grief, which is kind of what introduced me one into Brene Brown and loving her. Two, it just it introduced me into my grieving process, which I'm which is different for everyone. There's like the basis, but everyone's grieving process is different. So it, definitely go check it out. It is very it, it's amazing. But anyway, through COVID-19, I figured out that when I lose my community, which everyone has lost their community, you go through the stages of grief. And let me restate, I believe that the intensity of grief looks different for each individual person. 
In other words, there's really like no formula to tell you how you will react to the loss of community, just that you will experience grief, which is kind of like a chopped up quote from um, the episode I listened to with Brene Brown. And you might ask, well, why grief? I mean, why not grief, you might ask? Like, well, I asked the very same question during the social distancing. I was so upset that I was grieving, and I particularly was upset about being sad and going, and the possibility of going into depression. That's something that scared me. I have, you know, like, I've been through depression before, and it's something that's, I was like, I don't want to do it again. And so I was kind of mm, freaking out, and I even was in my bed one night just crying. I was like, Mom and Dad, I don't, I don't want to go through this again. And so that was something that was really hard for me. And that's something that I realized through quarantine that we grieve community. And I say grief because you lose your sense of belonging, which is the very thing that draws us to community. It's a belonging. It's a belonging that draws us to a certain community. We feel that we belong there with those people who have the same mindset as us, so we go to that community. And this social distancing has stripped that from us. We, like social distancing, stripped us from that belonging, from that community. So now we're, we're grieving that we can't see the people that we feel we belong with, you know? And that's your body's reacting to that loss through grief. And you probably won't realize it when you're first going through grief. I had no idea I was grieving at all. I only knew I was grieving because my mom was talking to my dad. She's like, I see some anger, some this, and I think she's grieving. <laughs> and yes, and but I want to let you know that even if you still feel like that your physical community is gone... I know that we are still kind of social distancing. I mean, we've been to a few places, but we're trying to be careful. So even if you feel like that your physical community is gone forever, if you feel like that nothing is ever going to be the same, and that you won't ever maybe belong in that place again, fear not. Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. And the people who really love you will not ever leave you nor forsake you. Like The people who, are, who love you are going to stay with you till the end. You know, you can you can count on them and you can count on God when you feel like you've lost. And something that I love about Jesus is that he's 100% human and 100% God. So that means that he knows exactly how we feel and he knows how to make us feel better. Because he's human. He experienced human emotions that we do too. He can relate to us in a way that no one can because he's also 100% God and knows how to make us feel better, and walks on our waters with us. Like, I think that it's so cool that I get to serve a God. And, and anyone can serve this God that walks on our waters with us and comes with us, you know? And even if your physical community is at a pause, even if our community is at a pause, our community, what in the world? <laughs> Something that I've typed. It says, our community with never will be. I'm going to, what? That doesn't even make sense. I'm removing that. Okay. Even if our community is at a pause, 
Bible quote, Romans 8, 37 through 38, ESV says, which uh, you probably know this if you read the Bible, and it says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ today. So if you feel like that you're struggling with grief and you feel like that you're struggling with losing your community, and I know that like quarantine is kind of all over, but we're still kind of getting back into the hang of things. And if you just feel confused and you feel lost, go to the people that love you most and go to God because he will walk with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to drop you and say, figure it out on your own because he wants to help you. So that's my, that's my study on community today. It was kind of long and I really enjoyed it. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it too. And even again, if you don't, believe the same, the same things that I do or have the same perspective of, as I do. I really hope that you were able to get something out of today. So I, that's it. I'll see you guys next week with hopefully another interview, not Tara Jackson, but another, another lady. So yes, I shall see you then. Bye. <laughs>